Hey, business building warrior, it's Jim. Silent Sales Machine Radio. We have a guest today, which means usually when we do that, we're going to have a YouTube version of this show as well. So that link will be in the show notes, silentgym.com as always. But if you're watching on YouTube, you really need to take note of what I'm about to say here. Most of our episodes aren't on YouTube. If you go to silentgym.com, click on the podcast link, you'll see all the stuff you've been missing. We have many guests that don't want to be on camera phone reason or another, or sometimes I just hit the record button and talk and don't create a video. So you want to be sure and check those episodes out too and get on our notification list as well so you don't miss any of the great content. But this is a YouTube episode, like I said. So if you want to watch us there, feel free to jump over there. The guest today is one of our coaches at Jim Cockrum Coaching. He's been with us for a few months now. He's got a good number of students. He'll talk a little bit about that and how it's going. He's got a million-dollar business with a nice, healthy margin. We're going to talk about that today. But the stuff that's new that I think you're going to find very fascinating about this guy is a few different things. One of them is he has a team of shoppers around the world who are selling on his account. And what they do, this arrangement, I'll break it down now. You'll hear him explain it in detail as we dive into the episode. But what they've done is they said, hey, you can shop for me, but we're going to share the revenue on the products you find. I'll teach you how to find great products where you live, but we're going to share that revenue and all sell through the same account. A really unique creative strategy that we haven't really heard discussed before around here. So I think you're going to enjoy this episode from that aspect for two reasons. And there's two camps I divide people into in this episode today. And I think this will help if I do this right now in the pre-episode pre commentary, let's call it. So maybe you're in that camp, you've never sold on Amazon before, you haven't had any success yet with Amazon, you're still wanting to learn. As you start to pick up on these skills that we're talking about today, finding good products, which we're better at teaching than anyone in the world, by the way, as evidenced by hundreds of recent success stories, but you're not ungated. Amazon hasn't thrown open the doors yet. You can only sell in a few categories. You keep finding these products you're not allowed to sell, but they would be so profitable if you could just sell them. Why not work with one of the other great people in our community who is ungated already in all those categories, right? There's strengths and weaknesses to this model, of course. And we'll dive into all of that in today's show. But just to get the wheels turning, if you're not skilled enough yet, or you haven't been around long enough yet, there's potential in today's episode for these ideas to find the right partner and work with them. Or let's say you've already got an established business, but you'd like to expand your team and you like the concept of bringing on some people who would go out and shop and find new products for you and grow your business. And you just focus on the, the details, the parts that only you can do, right? Get to that point where you're doing the things that only you can do, right? That's a business owner's role. This episode's for you as well. I think it's going to get the wheels turning quite a bit. But this is another one of our proven Amazon course students who became successful, who became a coach, who brought some creative content to the floor. And one of the things I ask him to do during the show is to consider maybe creating a few modules where he trains people on how to do the process that he describes. I think we're going to make that happen as well if enough people express an interest in that. So please send us your feedback and let us know if that's something you'd be interested in, spending a few dollars to learn the process of having a shopping team out there that you share your revenue with as you educate and bring them along and have team meetings. And like he said today, like Abe shared with us today on this episode that's already recorded, and I'm just I'm doing the, the preview now, but he's got people all over the world, different countries even, that he's never met except virtually. 
How cool is that? These are the things that are possible. So God bless you, Business Building Warrior. I'm going to jump over here and ask Abe some questions that I think you're really going to enjoy. We're going to dive into his business and we're even going to spend a little bit of time talking about how he makes a lot of money in the shoes and clothing arenas. He gives us some very specific details on what to be looking for out there. So that's going to make for a good episode as well. I know you're going to get your money's worth on this episode today. Hey, it's free, right? But you're giving us some of your valuable time. It's a great investment on this episode today. I promise you. Hang with us and enjoy. So, hey, welcome to the show, man. Great to have you. Hey, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Let's jump right into your story. I can't wait. Awesome. So, 2000, the end of 2017, early 18, started an Amazon business. Started it on number one, a bet that I had with a friend. We were betting each other who could start the first online company, and which is interesting because I'm actually selling wholesaling his products on my account. That's another whole another story I can get into. He did start a company, but I'm selling his products. And then also about my wife and I, uh, one of the things we are different about is I love spending money and actually giving money away. And she likes saving. And so that has created a little bit of conflict in our marriage. But I said, you know, how can I position myself to give more money away? And she said, well, why don't you start your own company? I'm like, game on. So between the bet and uh, my wife encouraging me, and I fully believe that anything my wife blesses is a, a direct message from God. So nice. I'm going to start. And so started the company in 2000, well, 18, I just mentioned that, but um, so about six months in realized I'm not going to climb this mountain by myself. And I've been in logistics and operations and around team teams for 20 years. And I just knew I'm never the smartest guy in the room. And so I knew that I had to surround myself with people that are smarter than me to make this thing work and to scale a whole lot more than I That's uh, good. was going it, at. It takes a lot of wisdom and self-awareness mm. to never be the smartest guy in the room. Oh, so man, you said I, it with humility, yeah. but we can easily, if we choose to do so, position it so that we are always the smartest guy in the room. It makes us feel good. Like, oh, look at all these followers. <laughs> yeah. That's not the room you want to be in though. <laughs> and I, in my career... In operations, I was always big on promoting people that work for me above me or yeah. putting them in leadership positions. And so I took that same concept and I said, I can do this within my own company. And mm-hmm. so uh, I simply did not, I put out a post in the Jim Cockham community. Hey, I'm looking for a sample contract. I wasn't recruiting anybody. I just say, hey, I'm looking for a sample contract. I didn't even know how I was going to recruit people. I just said, who has a contract? And uh, someone from the community messaged me. Uh, that she has done shopping in the past, was interested. And I said, okay, well, let's test this out. And so I had a great interview with her and uh, she's been with me for three years and we've slowly just built the team. It's been very careful on who we allow on the team. It's not, not everybody that we allow on the team. It's really all been organic through people we know and friends. She is the, uh, the backbone of my uh, company right now. Her name's Jen and she just does an amazing job. In fact, last year, and I'm going to get to a little bit how we've uh, built a team out here in a minute. But sure. last year, she made more working for us uh, than she did in her full-time job. And here's the great story. So remember I backed up and I said, you know, I wanted to help give more money away. I thought that was going to be in the form of just donating money and helping ministries and nonprofits. But what it's actually transitioned to is we're helping people get out of debt. And so because of the generosity and we're, we pay very well. Um, because of the generosity and how I'm just a love to give. Um, Jen 
has successfully managed to get out of debt. And we're helping uh, other people on our shopping team do the same thing. And uh, when they are on our team, they get free coaching from me. Obviously, I'm part of the coaching, Jim Crockham coaching community. And uh, when you're on our team, I give free coaching. And so I'm actually encouraging my team to build their own Amazon business uh, while they work for me. And so just have a gift of pouring into people, love equipping them, helping them find their way. And uh, kind of new on the table here. So we've got a team of uh, four people here in the U.S. We've got one in Canada, James. And then we are actually uh, just launching a couple shoppers in United Arab Emirates through my network of people. And we're going to have shoppers on the ground in the UAE. And uh, I cannot believe So we've been done doing some research over there. And there's hardly anybody doing FBA over there. And so the replant strategy over there is going to be it just has this potential that's going to be completely massive because it's pretty young over there. It's only about three years old. Sure. Yeah. And so, so I've got, I've got some logistic, yeah. I've heard you describe these things before. So I'm at a bit of an advantage over some of our listeners right now. And I, I want to make sure that because I can see this question list growing. <laughs> sure. I know I've thrown a lot at you. Right so no, that it's great, but that it's my job as the host to say, okay, pause, explain something here. Yep. So you guys, have hired shoppers who are selling on your account. Yep. So it's one Amazon account. But you've got shoppers located in different places that you've brought onto your team and they're outsourcing products. Now for the UAE, for example, if they find products there, are they shipping them to the US? No, they are. We want people to fulfill in the country they're in. Understood. So uh, here in the U.S., we've got four in the U.S. that are fulfilling in the U.S. James up in Canada, he's fulfilling for Canada. Mm -hmm. And uh, these folks over in the UAE, they're going to be fulfilling in the UAE. So we want to keep it local and we want to, because they're local, they're boots on the ground over there. They know what, and there's no tools over there. So we are basically flying blind just based on sales rank, using the, the consumer app and the seller app. And just making an educated decision on, sure. okay, what do we think is going to sell? Which is fine because you're testing small. Exactly. In the worst case scenario, you liquidate it, maybe at a tiny loss. Because the replin strategy, which is the core, I'm assuming, of what most of these guys are doing, correct? Yep. Okay. So you learn very quickly, hey, you, we're not going to go out and buy 50 units of anything. We're going to buy two, three, see what happens. Establish yeah. a trend. Okay, we can get some more. This is profitable. And that starts to open up doors. But I'm intrigued by this model where you're taking out some of the pain points for your shoppers by saying, hey, let's just all use the same account. Now, there's some some inherent risks here too, you know, just to be right, fully transparent. Like your business gets locked, your account gets locked, suddenly you've got your team that doesn't have an account. So at some point, diversifying makes sense. Do you have any of your shoppers that have actually moved on to have their own accounts yet? Uh, A couple of them do, yep. And they're slowly growing them, but they see the benefits of our account and it's hard for them to kind of peel into theirs and build yeah. it up. You've got approval in all the categories, for example, right? Most everything, absolutely. Yeah, so you've got some momentum there. It's a really cool model. And I'm thinking it's something that more people in our community could be taking advantage of. One of the things we encourage, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's a strange line for us to walk in our Facebook group because we don't want to be just inundated with people saying, hey, I'm looking for a partner. Hey, I need a partner. It's not a classified ad section. Right. But at the same time, we encourage relationships. Mm-hmm. So if you find someone that's, kind of speak in your language on a regular basis, send them a private message and say, hey, I, you know, I'd like to get on the phone with you sometime and just hear about your business. We encourage that. 
yeah. we kick out the spammers who would send that message to 500 people at a time. <laughs> but we encourage that, hey, one-on-one, like, hey, you know, message or two a week, reach out to some people, form some relationships. And that's kind of how it sounds like your organization's grown is just attracting good people and, and bringing them in. Teach yeah, them and actually folks. a couple of times that um, we've had people comment on some of the, like Jen will post something in the Facebook book group, you know, kind of about a success and, and someone will private message me, hey, can you explain how you do this? And so I will actually just get on a 30 minute call with them and just say, hey, I'd be happy to share anything about how we do this. Now, I go into a lot more detail, like because I'm a coach in the Jim Cochran program, we go into a lot more detail if you're one of my students. But yeah, we're happy to share kind of the top line stuff and, you know, kind of the, the direction you should probably go. And so as that, as you mentioned that, there is a level of risk. I mean, there's a huge level of trust I have in my team to make sure, you know, and they all prep and ship from their houses, both mm-hmm. FBM and FBA. I mean, we're about probably 50-50 FBM, FBA. Really? So, I wouldn't have expected that. Okay. So you're shipping a lot of, for those who don't know, FBM is kind of like the eBay model where when something sells, you got to ship it. Yep. FBA, and we that, you send it all into the warehouse. Exactly. Yeah. And so... I'm doing a lot of behind the scenes administrative work on our account, making sure I'm removing obstacles. If there's any kind of IP complaints or uh, questions about anything from Amazon, I am actively working on those and have a good system to kind of help remove those. Mm -hmm. So my job is to pave the way for these shoppers to be successful. And so I'm doing a lot of backend work. I'm also like, if they'll come to me and say, Hey, I need to get, I want to be able to sell this product. How can we do that? And in addition to that, we're also building our Walmart side of the business. Jen, who I mentioned earlier, she and I are kind of spearheading that. You know, we do a lion's share of our sales, about 100000 a month and, you know, on Amazon compared to about 10000 on Walmart. That's typical. Yeah. And so we're attempting to kind of shift and diversify, as you alluded to, that in the event that, you know, we get shut down on Amazon, we can shift our whole team over to Walmart uh, pretty without hesitation. And we have team meetings every month to talk about, you know, what's coming down the pipe, what to watch out for. And uh, it's, it's just a, and that's what I love about the team is I'm just pouring into these people and encouraging them and equipping them. And uh, we have a great time. It is so much fun. And I don't want to do this alone. You know, I need people in my life. They're going to help me, hold me accountable as well as push me. And we push each other. You know, there are sometimes when a shopper's not doing a whole lot and obviously they're not employees. I don't put them on a schedule. And so I'll say, Hey, listen, payouts are a little bit low, you know, you might want to think out there and get in sourcing a little bit. And so, but also we do life together, you know, if there's problems or issues or, you know, lots of prayer I'm praying for people on my team, you know, we do life. And so it's just great to be in community. And uh, the thing I love most about it too, is the diversity. So of all those people that are on my team, I can probably say on one hand where they have found products that were the same and they're all in different spaces. Right. And so like for me, I'm in shoes and clothing. I'm big on shoes and clothing. I also do Amazon flips. Hmm. And she's big on grocery, you know? And everybody else kind of like Eric, he does a little bit in Home Depot and Lowe's. And so we're all in different spaces. And so it's very interesting to see what they produce. And almost my team produces their own leads list within. So Jen may find something and I'll say, hey, I'm going to jump in that with you because I can find it out here in Minnesota. And so we'll both be selling on that. There's a whole host of ways I keep track of that. But a lot of times we'll send a message out to the team and say, hey, everybody go in the store and buy as much of this as you possibly can. And so now I've got an army of people across the United States of whom I've never met, as I mentioned, only virtually, that can go out and hit these stores 
and get all the inventory. And so it's, it's just nice to be able to send that message out. Hey, this is hot right now. Go get it, you know, and that could eventually turn into a replan or here's a great replan we can go source right now. And so just the diversity that it brings into our team and we meet people where they're at in life. So like Tina down in California, she does a lot more online arbitrage. She's got a small family, doesn't have a lot of time to go out in the store and sourcing. And so she spends her time online sourcing products. You know, Jen's out in the store, Eric's out in the store. I do a combination of both, you know, so it's, it's just neat to see the diversity and the different types of products. And I would have never thought like, that's a product you can sell. Oh my word. I'm going to go get some of that. I mean, it's just crazy on how it, uh, it uh, uh, reveals different types. You've got my wheels turning a little bit and I'm trying to think practically. Mm -hmm. And I've heard you kind of share some of these stories a few months ago. So I've had some time to think this through as Mm -hmm. I'm interviewing you today, but practically the Amazon seller out there right now, there's a lesson that I know this resonate with you because you and I have talked offline before about uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin. He's a friend of this community and there's so, so many great lessons, biblical-based lessons. And one of his favorite lessons to deliver, I've heard him present on it numerous times, is man is not meant to be alone. That's a scripture from Genesis. Well, yeah. that's not talking about marriage, although it certainly applies to marriage. It's saying when you isolate, when you try to do anything by yourself, mm-hmm. it's not going to work well psychologically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you're not in a good place when you're doing things for an extended period of time by yourself. It's unhealthy. If you don't like the Bible as a reference book, ask any psychologist of of any worldview. Being alone is not good. We're not built for that. Or the scripture again, man is not meant to be alone. Men and women should be so together in, in groups or, you know, it's always better when there's synergy, right? So yeah. you're, you're presenting a model here today and I want to get into the practical, a couple of practical elements of this model where I've got a friend, let's say, that I haven't seen since high school who lives several states away. And my proposal to him could be, hey, if you're willing to do a little bit of shopping and spend a couple hours with me over Skype, mm-hmm. diving into this replens thing that I've learned on Amazon, you don't have to learn how to set up an Amazon account. You don't have to learn. The end. You just need to learn how to go and find profitable products. And I'll help you with that. Right. I want to pay you a percentage. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that, Abe, you know, how you pay your team. Mm-hmm. I know it's generous, but I want to get into some logistics of that. But you're laying out a model here now where I can basically grow my team and have include people not only around the country, if you happen to be in the US, but from around the world, because sure. these other countries you're selling in are all tied to your core account, yep. correct? Mm-hmm. You don't have multiple accounts. No. Uh, that is an interesting proposition. So if you're good at it, and, and because the bottleneck does become, and it, it's worth pointing out that the bottleneck very quickly becomes as a replens seller, it's not, is it profitable or not? It's just having time to get out and find more. Because if you give me a few hours, I'm going to go find a bunch of new products, but I just can't get the time. Well, how about if you train an army of people? So now you're not doing it alone anymore. You've got these great people you can hang out with, these relationships you're building, you're growing something together, and your business is growing faster as a result. But what do you pay? Give me some logistics. Like how often does the team meet? How do you meet? Is it over Zoom? And what are you paying these guys? What's that arrangement? Let's answer those two questions. Yeah. So we meet once a month on uh, a video meeting where I kind of do a state of the business. I'll go over uh, the metrics on the, the health account, the, healthy, the healthiness of the account, You know what I'm going after. I may need receipts if I'm battling an IP complaint um, from folks and they'll keep good records of those. And we've got a system I can get into details about that, but I won't belabor that. 
So we go over the state of the business, how sales are going, what to watch out for, maybe some seasonal things that I'm suggesting to go look for. Uh, every week I send out a, a, a spreadsheet for each shopper on replens that they found that they need to go replen. So we'll, we'll review some of those about, hey, if anybody wants to get in on some of these other replens, you know, let me know. Are you able to still find them? If you're not, let's hand them off to someone else on the team. In addition to that, we'll just talk about how life's going. We'll just see, you know, what support do you need? Is there any products that you need me to work on getting unrestricted in that you're you're finding a lot of and you think if I could sell this, uh, I'd love to get unrestricted in this. And so that's where we'll just kind of flush it out. Sometimes it's 30 minutes, just a quick state of the business. And then they get to talk with each other and introduce each other. And we talk about kind of where we're going, you know, three to six months down the road. Um, and because we've always got different plans and directions we're heading. And so I just kind of roll those out. Like, for instance, um, last team meeting, we were listening to the podcast with the gentleman who looked for the um, wholesale companies that he looked for the truck that you couldn't find on Google. Muhammad. Yeah. Up in uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. I was, we were having that conversation. And uh, one of the guys on the team was just saying, I know a company right down the street that we could do this with. And I'm like, wow. So right away, that just created a great conversation. And so those are the things that are coming out. And so I'm feeding them information about podcasts because not every one of them listens to your stuff. But uh, Oh, you got to fix that problem. I know, I know. <laughs> so that's kind of what we do in our team meetings. And then you asked about our payouts. So we do a 50-50 profit sharing. So whatever they find, we split 50-50. You split the net after yep. expenses, after boxes and tape and all that. And they're on the hook for everything. They're on the hook for... Uh, returns. If I pay for PPC ads to promote their products, which we do, you know, like mm -hmm. most folks do in their, their products, mm -hmm. um, they're splitting the cost of that. I mean, we're splitting everything. So mm -hmm. that way, you know, there's skin in the game from their aspect. And then there's also on mine. So it's, they spend my money and then we split the profit. And, and like you mentioned already, Abe, you're one of the coaches on our team. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of people thinking to themselves, I'd spend a few dollars on learning the ins and outs of what Abe's describing right now. So I could grow my team and do the same thing. And I don't know if you're going to want to take on 400 coaching students. So I think what we need to do is have you build out a curriculum. It could be just a, several live sessions in a private Facebook group. And the people who are serious will indicate that they're serious by being willing to pay a few bucks and go through that. I think that's something that we're going to get a lot of inquiries about after this episode's over. Because... This is a powerful model and we can't hope to unpack it entirely in an hour. I'm guessing you'd need a good five to seven hours plus Q&A time to really get a seller who's got some established yeah. business into a place where they're comfortable kind of rolling this model out. Maybe a private Facebook group where we could all hang out, those of us who are doing this model. Yeah. Uh, I've got a mini version of this, but my, my shoppers are all... We've got several shoppers, but they're all here local, right? Yeah. And not as many of them are trained yet on how to go find new product as I'd like. So that's one of the things we're working on in our team. But I love this concept of expanding and how open-handed it is too. Yeah. Now, one of the things you said, I want to go back and revisit if people were paying close attention. They may have the same question I have on this point. You said very rarely do they end up trying to sell the same product. Well, you're all in the same account. Everybody knows what everybody's selling. But yeah. you're saying, once I find a replan, that's mine. Yeah. Now, other people may be asked to go shop for it. Right. But does that get a little confusing? Like who's getting paid what? If I find a great replan and now the whole team's shopping for it, how do you manage those kinds of things? Not to get into the weeds too much, but just help us think through this because you've spent some time thinking these things through. So we actually put the onus on them to keep track of how much they're sending in because we, we only want to sell it, you know, in terms of services, you can only sell it under one listing. 
you can't have multiple listings FBA. For the same product. For the same product, right. Exactly. Good clarification. And so uh, there's some internal tracking that they need to keep track of on their own. And so, and we work through that and, and forgive me again, let me give you an example of like, there were some products that Jen was selling that I wanted to get in because, you know, she's showing, I'm seeing these fly off the shelf. I'm like, I'm getting in on that action. And so I tell her, you know, I'm going to keep track of what I'm buying and sending in. And I will make sure, cause I'm the owner, I make sure she gets paid first. So whatever sells, she gets paid and then I'll take whatever mine sell or whatever residual sells that I'll sell, then I'll pay myself last. And so same thing as the concept with the team. I'll make sure they're all taken care of before I pay myself. And, uh, but we just keep track. And it's a pretty open, you know, I run the business and the team runs the same way. Just open hand, transparent. They transparent. can see numbers. They can see how successful they are. They can they see, see Seller Central. They all log in. Yeah, they've got every access to everything and look at everything. Now, there's certain- you got to deal with people you really trust. Oh, completely. And I was going to mention that in this Facebook group, you know, if we create it or however we do training, you've got to have a level of risk that you're willing to take. Right. Because, you know, I'm completely exposed if someone buys an inauthentic product or things Mm -hmm. of that nature. And so there's a level of trust that I extend to my team. But with that, they take very good responsibility of that trust because I'm saying, listen, this is up to you. You could ruin the whole team if you make one bad decision. And so they take that very seriously. And so when they're looking for products, you know, they'll check with me sometimes, Hey, is this okay? And so it's a very hands-on process where we're working closely with them um, to some degree. And then there's a level of trust that they meet. And once they get to that level, then we let them go and turn them loose and not to worry about it. You really got the wheels turning. In in my head, I think we've kind of got the audience in two camps right now. Mm -hmm. I think we've got the camp of the people who, let's say you're doing a thousand to $5,000 a month or more up to hundreds of thousands a month. That whole camp of people who are kind of doing this already, their wheels are spinning saying, hmm, I could grow my team. Yeah. Pretty easily and seamlessly and low risk as long as I trust these people. This is brilliant stuff. But the other camp is the people who are saying, okay, I don't know how to do this stuff yet, but if I could be on someone's team as just a shopper and all I had to do is shop using your money, Abe, or their own money. You guys, you use your money, right, Abe? Yeah, they, everyone uses- you reimburse. Money. No, we all have, we have company credit cards that they use. Right. But, but you're the one paying the bill for the inventory and they get the net at the end. So you're taking the risk of inventory purchase. So this really becomes a pretty no brainer opportunity if I'm someone who understands. And so let me talk to that other part of the crowd. My guess is that's going to be 20 or 30% of our listeners who are kind of coming at this from the, Hey, I'm new around here. Never done this before. This sounds interesting. What's this replens thing? If you get yourself built up to the point where you understand the process, you know how to shop, know how to, and you want to be a part, even if maybe you already have your own Amazon account, that's fine. But you want to jump into someone who's already ungated in all of the areas and already has things rocking. It's not just Abe that's doing this. There's going to be hundreds, I'm thinking, of people in our community who are saying, yeah, you know, if you want to start shopping on my team, let's build a relationship. Let's get to know each other. But approach those successful sellers in our community. I'd even be willing to do some of this myself for sure. People around the country, let's establish that level of trust and you become one of our shoppers and we share the revenue. Yeah. Right? It's a beautiful model. It really is. And I I love you. There's probably a good number of pain points that you've already worked out. We're not going to go down the whole checklist, but the fact that you've been doing this for... How long have you had this team? Uh, we've had it for, then joined me about three years ago and then it slowly grew since then. So, so, so you've polished the rough edges off this thing. Yeah. 
yep. at this point. So yeah, there's definitely something here, Abe. And this is me. I had, didn't talk to you beforehand, but I think we're going to want to put together some kind of series or video training or something. Don't go create a course or anything. I don't think that's necessary, but just <laughs> let's get together and create several sessions, live training sessions, and then have those recordings and people who want to do this model and dive in. You know, let us know if that's something that sounds interesting and, and we'll get a uh, off and rocking on that. But you are available as a coach too. Maybe let's talk about that for just a minute. Yeah. Uh, you've been coaching with us for how long now? Uh, I started in January. When I fired my boss, I reached out to uh, Larry and Sue and asked if there was any room on the team. And uh, they said, yes, there is. And I went through an interview process with, you know, the folks on your team and, and uh, it was a great fit. And so I just love, you know, I'd been coaching folks on our team, you know, the past three years on how to do things. And so it just was a natural transition for me. And so just love pouring into people and obviously offering more in value than I take in pay. And I love doing that. It's a gift I have and I love um, just helping people. So. Hey, super short interruption before we get back to the content. I just wanted to let you know about a really cool deal that our friends at Helium 10 have put together. Helium10.com, discount code SSMR, as in silent sales machine radio. 50% off your first month on a robust suite of tools used by over a million Amazon sellers around the world. Go check it out. Many users in our community swear by Helium 10. I love the data that they put out. They've put a lot of time and energy into creating a robust suite of tools that can really help you with your business, making good decisions on what to buy. Helium10.com, discount code SSMR. And so just love pouring into people and obviously offering more in value than I take in pay. And I love doing that. It's a gift I have and I love um, just helping people. So. And yeah, helping them succeed. Yeah. That's a motto around here, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, not to, to parse the point too much, but I, I do this to Nate all the time because he's got that same type of like, just give, 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 give. And like, I just love helping people. And every time he says, I love helping people, I'm like, hey, if you want to help people, we could go all go empty our bank accounts and randomly throw $100 bills down the street till we're broke. Yeah. We've just helped people. Have we helped them succeed? No, we have not. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do here is we help them succeed, which is even better exactly. than just, you know, nothing against helping random strangers, but if you want to be in business long term, it's going to require profit. So, my definition of profit, Abe, I haven't used it in a while. I, I had a talk with a friend last night and, and it came up, but my definition of profit is those excess funds mm-hmm. generated from my business that allow me to continue to serve others well without needing donations. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. you can serve well, but and when you run out of resources, you're going to need donations if you want to keep serving, or you can have profit to keep serving. Those are your options. You yeah. can't serve from an empty cup. Right. As I mentioned to you earlier, this is a, this is a for-profit ministry, man. We're just, we're out That's here right. people and enjoying it. And I love it. I love, uh, I joke with my wife when my, my work uniform is a t-shirt and sweats. And so. Right. Awesome. Yeah. This is, this is me dressed up, man. got my. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this camera. But I, today or something. It's one of those shirts my wife probably wanted me to throw away a couple of years ago and I still got, you know, every guy has those. But man, this is great. So I'm trying to think from the from the minds of the listeners, what are the questions they might have for you? Well, let's hit some numbers. We haven't done that yet. Like talk us through your business a little bit from a numeric standpoint. How many are on your team? Talk me through some numbers. What are some goals? Let's hit that. So right now we're currently doing about a million a year. I'm hoping to grow that to 1.5 million this year. 
the majority of our, our sales are through shoes and clothing um, because that's my passion and I absolutely love it. But we've, we're diverse, more diversified the more we you know, grow the team, which is awesome. We clear about 20% margin. I'm a margin guy. I'm not an ROI guy. So we do about 20% margin. Got two accounts, uh, like I mentioned earlier, about 10,000 a month in Walmart. Um, and that's all merchant fulfilled. We've got about 2,500 active SKUs that we sell on. We're very oh, that's much- a lot of SKUs. Yep. For that level. What's your IPI score, if you happen to know? Uh, we struggle with that a little bit. So we're in a, right now at 439, hoping to get to that 450 to get that unlimited. So we're kind of uh, weighed down a little bit by the IPI score. That's where you're doing half merchant fulfill, almost necessity. Yep, out of necessity, exactly gotcha. right. Sorry to nerd out on the new listeners there. Yeah. Uh, I should probably explain what we just did there. <laughs> the IPI score is a score Amazon gives every seller account. If you get it above the magic level, is it 450, 460? can't remember 450 what it is. right now. 450. Yeah, it's kind of like a credit score where yeah. if you get above that certain level, Amazon says, hey, send us anything you want. And if you drop below that level, Amazon says, hey, we're going to have to restrict your space a little bit. We could do a whole episode on what affects your score. But when you said 25, 2600 SKUs at a million dollar business, I'm thinking you've got some inventory that's sitting there for a while. Yeah. Amazon doesn't like that. They like stuff to show up at the warehouse and sell within a few days. And if you've got stuff that's going to sit there for a few months, they start to penalize you and start to restrict how much stuff you can send in. That's the layman's version of the conversation that that Abe and I just had. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons we love the replens model is because it's, you can light your IPI score on fire anytime you want. Exactly. And just, so I think as you guys do more, I, uh, more replens, which is a fast moving inventory. Cause you shared with me earlier, you're at about 20% replens, 80% these traditional, clothing and shoes and stuff that might sit there a while, right? And we're moving more and more towards the replens model. When we, when I first uh, started this business, I teamed up, you know, the coaching I kind of got from a friend of mine was shoes and clothing. And that's kind of what I pursued. And sure. over the last six months, we've been slowly moving that dial uh, closer to the replens. I mean, we replen some shoes and clothing, but uh, it's a little bit tougher. Um, and obviously the cubic feet that takes up in the Amazon warehouse a lot more with shoes for sure. For sure. Right. So, right. But yeah, it's uh, it's something that's worked for us. And, uh, you know, we're constantly learning on how to improve our business and, and uh, expanding and looking at new avenues. And, you know, the replens concept is phenomenal. No question. But, you know, uh, I like whenever we talk about replens with different guests, it seems like everybody has a slightly different way to describe what it is. And for some listeners, this is going to be the first time they've ever heard the term. Yeah. So I like to give the guests the opportunity, especially if you're on the coaching team. So you find yourself doing this probably, I'd imagine, a good handful of times anyway. How many students you say you have? Well, collectively between reactive and proactive, it's about 20. About 20 coaching students. You've been with us for a few months now. Yeah, we, yeah. what we tend to do with our, with our coaches, just for the listener's sake, before I turn you loose on defining replens, is we say, how many can you handle? And very quickly, we get you about that many. Because we're always looking for good coaches. Our coaching program is the longest running. I don't know if you knew this or not, Abe, but for the listener's sake, maybe yours too. No one else has been doing Amazon selling training as long as we have. Mm-hmm. And all of our coaches are successful members of our community, typically that came through our course and coaching program. Mm-hmm. I think almost all of them are at this point. So that's our coaches. But we're always 
getting new coaches onto the team because there's just so many new students coming in. It's, it's really going well, but I think the listener can understand why getting to spend an hour at a time with a guy who knows the business like you do is very valuable. So for the return on investment that you're going to get out of of doing this coaching program is just phenomenal. Uh, But what are replants? So replants are just something that you can continually send in once they sell. You know, having come from the wholesale pet food industry, which is the job I left, you know, we would order pallets of dog food, sell them, order them again. And so that whole concept is something that, you know, is proven, no question. And something that, uh, uh, works very well for a sustainable business. Um, you know, with some of the shoes and clothing we do, it's not exactly sustainable and sometimes takes a lot of hard work to replan. And so that's why we're, you know, taking the approach of moving more towards that replan strategy so that we can get away from, you know, the gentleman down here locally that shops for me and having him go out in the stores and finding new shows, new shoes and clothing every week um, that right. he's had to buy for. So, yeah. Right. The, the experience is very different from the, you know, because some people think, oh, I don't want to do retail arbitrage. I don't want to go into a store. And it, it's not that. Yeah. For a very long time, and, and it's still a very popular con. I mean, you can make, my best estimation is you can make fifty to $70,000 a year, maybe slightly more than that as a one-man show. Yep. Not working full-time, but, you know, putting in a decent number of hours. Just scanning barcodes. If yep. you're willing to put in a few hours a week, let's say five to 10 hours a week, scanning barcodes and shopping another five to seven hours a week, sending that stuff in. That's a 50 to $70,000 a year job. And that's what a lot of people think of when they think of retail arbitrage. But replans isn't that. It's like you said, it's okay. This item sells 60 times a month. Yeah. We learned that from the keep a chart. You learned to read a keep a chart. And there's two other sellers. So if I'm the third seller, I can expect to sell about 20 a month. Mm-hmm. So let's buy five and see how fast these sell. Okay, yeah. it worked. Now we're planning on selling about 20 months. So once a month, I need to go to the store. or Once every couple of weeks, go to the store and buy 10 of these. Yep. And just repeat. And yeah. pretty soon you're thinking, this is boring work. I could pay someone 10, 15 bucks an hour to be shopping. You yeah. give them your shopping list. That's the model. But what yeah. you've done is you've taught people how to find these items too and added them to your team. Yeah. And... That makes it very interesting for the entrepreneurial spirit inside a lot of us who don't want to be shopping for a living or packing for a living. We want to be owning a business for a living. So that's the beauty of that model. And what else is on your mind, man? What else do you want to dive into? Yeah, just one thing that uh, b- biblical concept that uh, we've adopted um, and kind of living by. It's in Leviticus 19. And the whole concept is, you know, when you go into the land, the first four years, um, don't pick any of the fruit. So on the fifth year, you can have as much fruit as you want. And so our philosophy here, you know, we're, my wife and I are, are pouring everything into the business that we possibly can to grow it exponentially. And when we're in year four right now. And so we're hoping that as we kind of build this foundation and don't pick any of the fruit, live as basic and simply as humanly possible, especially having left my full-time job, that we believe that, you know, if we continue to commit this, this business to God and Jesus and and just continue to be faithful um, that he's going to bless us in that fifth year. And so, because most businesses fail, you know, within five years. And so we've been successful to date and, and uh, living very simply. And so my encouragement to the listeners is, you know, don't feel like, don't, don't go and spend all that profit. If you're profitable right away, just continue to reinvest that. The second thing I would encourage them to, to think about is don't get into the comparison game. 
you know, there's some people that are probably thinking right now, well, I can't believe that guy's doing shoes and clothing and he's successful. You know, how's that working? And he doesn't do the replant strategy. There are many ways to climb a mountain. And absolutely. And so my encouragement to those who may not be doing the replants completely 100%, but maybe you want to get there or they're finding what they can, um, just keep fighting for it. And you may be the tenfold person, you may be the hundredfold person, but whoever you are, just be content with wherever you're at and enjoy the journey. And that's where we're at. And uh, I use, you know, the replant strategy where, you know, we're not a hundred percent replants and I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I am, but I will tell you that we're slowly shifting that way, but I'm very happy with the systems and the processes we've built and um, be your own person and, you know, create your own company the way you want to do it. And so I just want to encourage people in that, that there's not just one way to be successful. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Yeah. Because you've got to go where the journey takes you. You've, right. you, you know, one of the things that we coach is your location and your relationships, your background and experiences makes you uniquely positioned mm-hmm. with advantages that none of the rest of us have. Right. So tap into those. Yeah. I, w- I had a conversation. Two, two things popped in my mind while, you, while, while I was listening to your story. One of them is the concept of gleanings, another biblical concept. And I bet you love, and I want to spend a little time on that. But the other is, I had a young man call me who I haven't talked to. I talked to him from time to time. I've known him since he was 16. I call him a young man. He's in his mid-30s probably by now, early 30s. He's got a bunch okay. of kids. He had a big career choice ahead of him. Like, okay, path A, path B. Yeah. Just help me process this, man. Just help me think it through. And he started getting into the weeds. Okay, this opportunity has bup, 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 and he's rattling off all it. And this opportunity has, and they both sound great. And I said, let me ask you a a simple question. And I think this has helped me many times too when I've got decisions to make. Does either one of those paths represent enhancing and adding to the relationships in your life that God wants you to have that already have momentum? Yeah. Does it build on it? Right. Because relationships, the foundation of, you know, we're not meant to be alone. This is a relationship business. You think you got an internet business? No. You think you got a dry cleaning business? No. You think you got a dog grooming business? No. You think you got a hairdresser business? You think you're an artist? No. You're in the relationship business. Right. doesn't matter what business you're in. You're in the relationship. So talk to me about the relationships of path A and path B. He's like, you just solved the problem, man. I'm like, I don't even need any more technical details. He's like, no, it's so obvious now. Right. So you've got to process this. Like when you say there's more than one way to do it, well, what you're doing is you're tapping into the talents and the experiences, the people you know, the guy that taught you this business, this is the arena he was in. Why wouldn't you run in that arena and, and max it out, right? So hopefully that brings some clarity to some folks. It always comes back to relationships. It sounds kind of cliche, yeah. but then when you start using tools like another lap and reference that I use all the time. I find myself using this like three or four times a week now, the concept of the 3 a.m. list, all the people. And I had to clarify this for a good friend of mine yesterday who didn't understand. They'd heard me use it many times and didn't understand this completely. But the 3 a.m. list concept is write a list of people who would answer the phone if you called them at three in the morning and say, what do you need? I'm there for you. It could be anything. Mm. Write a list of those names. That is your potential for future success in life and business. Yeah. That list is short. You've lived a kind of a small life that's right. all about you. And maybe, or you're young, one of the two. Sure. If that list is long, you're doing life the right way. Yeah. Right. And the thing I had to clarify was these aren't all necessarily people that you've heard of. Right. You can serve very well and not even know who you're serving. Mm-hmm. The podcast is an example. 
after this podcast, Abe, you're on several people's 3 a.m. list. It's like, oh my gosh, that's the guy I heard that inspired me to blow. Yeah, of course, I would help that guy out in a heartbeat, right? So be serving constantly. But let's talk about that gleanings concept. One of the other examples that popped in my head, uh, the, and this was, uh, I think it was a lapping thing, I'm not sure, but he talked about when they would plow a field. Yeah. They would leave the corners yeah. unplowed just as a way of saying, hey, that's for... And what that did was, it wasn't like, this is my way of showing how good of a person I am I'm giving to the poor and needy. No, yeah. it, was, it was allowing the people who really needed some help to maintain their sense of pride. Yeah. Because they had to go and do the work. Exactly. Right? They had yeah. to go and step, they had to step out into the sun, but they were out, you know, and they're at the corners and you could say, well, you know, I can't get my horses to turn at a 90 degree angle. So, you know, it's easier for me just to leave it. It's kind of like this agreement. So I'm hearing kind of a gleanings model with you. It's like, you know, I, I could pursue all this on my own and not tell anybody what I do. Mm-hmm. You actually have less in the end with that model. Oh, I agree. The relationship aspect. Yes. Right? How do those people who go to the corners and glean feel about that farmer? Right. Right. And oh, if he I, says, hey, I'm expanding, I need some help. Who's he going to go get? Right? Exactly. And you I know, see a gleanings model in what you're doing. Oh, man. And I just love having the energy and the diversity on our team and just bouncing stuff off. And, you know, there'll be products that I'll bounce off my team. Hey, I'm thinking about going and get this. Hey, what do you guys think? You know, what do you think? I want you to add not only that to test and see if they can analyze it well, but also to say, hey, yeah, that's a good one. Go get it. Or encouragement. You know, we've got guys on our team that reach out for prayer and encouragement. You know, hey, I'm going through a rough spot. You know, maybe they're not shopping as much. And that's okay. We're here to pour into you and help you out. What do you need? How can we help? And so, and there's a lot of times too, well, I'll just send out leads that I've got that I've found, hey, they're struggling to find products. Hey, here's a bunch. Go shop these. And uh, I'll give those to them. And so, and, and I'm, give, I'm giving away products that could potentially, ma- I could make 100% of the profit, but that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to encourage my team, hold them, here to build them up and watch them be successful. I love nothing more than getting texts from my team when I do it. The most favorite part of my month is the two times a month that I give payouts. Yeah. I absolutely love the wide-eyed, oh my word, I can't believe I made that much money. You're changing my life. I mean, that literally brings me to tears reading those texts. Yeah. And so it's just so encouraging and it's a super high for me to uh, get that. And uh, it's my favorite time of the month. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I love flipping through that stack of uh, 1099s or, you know, the, yeah. all the people that we're sending money to throughout the year, the, the affiliate yeah. partners and the content partners and the people that we've done work with and the coaches. And uh, it's just, it's a thrill to, uh, to, to, yeah. to be running a ministry that's profitable, meaning yeah. you don't need donations to do it. Yeah. Man, what a good time this was, buddy. Well, what, yeah. what else? What else is on your mind? You know, I wouldn't mind actually. We're kind of jumping back between philosophical yeah. and biblical and practical, and but I wouldn't mind hearing a few tips. I'm like, okay, if I want to dip my toe in the shoes and clothing, which I've never done before, yeah, like, give me some boundaries, man. Like, what am I looking for? What's the? Yeah, one of the one of the advantages that um, to shoes and clothing, if you're kind of the barrier entry, is pretty easy. I mean, if you're unrestricted in 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 clothing, which is one thing I encourage people to do. It adds a little level of diversity. And there are replens in the clothing model. Uh, there certainly is, you know, like North Face hats. I replen North Face hats from, you know, from one of my vendors uh, regularly. 
I'll send in 10 and it's a higher end, right? So the margins on clothing are significantly higher. And the other thing that does work, and I know replen strategy, you're looking for bundles and you're doing reverse sourcing, ASIN lookups and all those kinds of things. It's stuff that's going to sell on a repeat basis. You can go yeah. easily get at the store if you need more. I mean, you know, right. Yeah. Um, but the one benefit of clothing can be uh, UPC labels do scan because there is only one of that product mm-hmm. usually listed on Amazon. There is like, and it's kind of funny because I'll find, I'll be in the women's legging section because women's leggings sell very well. And I'm not embarrassed. I'm the 6'2", 250 pound guy in the women's legging section. And I'm sure I scare people, but. Yeah, um, right. I, I tend not to, I'm not, you're braver than me. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. So when I am doing RA, you know, there are certain replens in that category that are just really easy to go out and get. And you can usually sell them for two, three X the price that you're buying them in the store. And so, yeah, those are some benefits to it. Margins and it is scannable. So uh, you don't have to do a whole lot of uh, looking up the ASIN. Now, in some cases I do, uh, but in most cases you can scan. So that is one, it, the, it makes it easier to find products that are profitable. So, so yeah, that's a, uh, an area that I would encourage people. If you wanted to find something that might be a little, maybe to get a few wins, you know, to test the waters, but certainly the reprint strategy, you know, that this community is really focusing on is, is the, the future. And, and that's why we're, you know, starting to shift our business that way. But yeah. it's still fun to get, you know, find those products and shoes and clothing. I, I'll never walk away from a $20 bill just laying there on the shelf in a store, right? Yeah. Like, hey, pick it up, yeah. dude. Pick it up. No reason not to. Uh, yeah. I, I like the, the systemization of, of replans. You know, having done this for 20 years, it's finally a retail arbitrage model that can be systemized where you actually own a machine that's running. Yeah. You know, I put in a few dollars a month and it gives me out significantly more than that. And I just kind of own this machine yeah. instead of scanning barcodes. And, you know, part of the frustration of literally every other retail arbitrage model that I've ever seen is you can spend a few hours out and about and come home with nothing thinking, what am I doing with my life? You know, this is, this, that was terrible. That never happens with replens. Literally never happens. So you, you eliminate the most painful pain points. You get this thing systemized. It's a fun model. Yeah. I love what you're doing with your shoppers, man. I love your heart. You're absolutely uh, an emerging leader in our community. You're a great leader already, but I'm saying in our community, your name's going to be more and more known. You said you're going to be in Tampa with us in July. Absolutely. Which is coming up, theprovenconference.com. We'll have to get you on a panel or something uh, for sure to have you present and share some of these ideas. So I'm going to make a note right now, actually get you a Get you some microphone time, man. You're not going to have a problem with that, I'm assuming. I just asked and <laughs> put you on the spot. <laughs> Happy to serve in any capacity, brother. That's awesome, man. I, I figured. But well, man, God bless you, Abe. It's been great hanging out with you. Tell, yeah. tell me about your family just a little bit. We didn't, I mean, usually we kind of dive into that a little bit. Just fill me in a little bit. Yeah. So uh, married with three kids. My teens are all, the kids are all teenagers. We've got a small hobby farm here where we raise chickens and I'm a beekeeper. And so a beekeeper. Yeah. yeah. On private label honey on the horizon? <laughs> nope. I consume all the honey I make. I don't have that. <laughs> um, Some great lessons in bees. Oh my gosh. Uh, work ethic is one of them. But uh, absolutely. Yeah, so we've got a little hobby farm out here. And uh, my wife does farmer's markets every year. And we sell a bunch of vegetables and all those kinds of things. And so, yeah, it's just uh, got our own little homestead. What a beautiful setup, man. Yeah. I love it. Do you happen to know, speaking of bees, it's one of my favorite 
Yeah, I, I love all the little lessons from the Hebrew language. Yeah. You know what word overlaps with the word bees in Hebrew? Have you ever heard that? No. Bees, because in Hebrew, if two words um, overlap, that means they share meaning. So there's okay. a significance there, right? Like not so in the English language. In the English language, if I say the word flush, I could be talking about an activity with a toilet. I could be talking about someone's skin turning red. I could be talking about yeah. a deck of card, hand, like no connection whatsoever. In sure. Hebrew, however, if you got the same word being used for a different thing, there's overlap in the meaning. And the word bees okay. and the word for words as in a spoken language, a word, overlap. Bees wow. and words overlap. And it's not obvious till it's explained, but that reason is because they can produce honey. Yeah. They're very sweet. They can build up. They yeah. last a very, very long time. Honey, correct me if I'm wrong, is the only food that never spoils, right? Correct. Like yeah. They go on basically indefinitely. Or what else can a bee do to you? Yeah. It can sting you. Sting it. it can yeah. hurt for a long time. And it actually can be fatal <laughs> to some people, right? What a powerful analogy for, for yeah. bees, huh? Words. Good reminder. I knew that. Yeah, I, I love diving into that stuff. Man. That's why I love the Hebrew language. It's so precise and so many it cool is. connections like that. So if, if that kind of stuff interests I know Abe's a big fan of Daniel Lappin. If you haven't consumed it, his podcast is phenomenal. Lappin, L-A-P-I-N. Yep. Tell him Jim sent you when you talk to him. But yeah. his book, Business Secrets from the Bible, I think I reference it like every third podcast around here because it's just such oh. a phenomenal book of practicality, regardless of your worldview, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but... Well, I think we'll wrap this one up, man. Unless you got anything else you want to share with the listeners today? No, I'm good. Well, I appreciate it, man. I think this was like the equivalent of two or three really good episodes kind of packed into one. And uh, thank your wife and your kids for loaning you to us, buddy. I appreciate that, man. You got it, man. Appreciate you. And to the listeners, uh, God bless the business building warriors out there. Uh, hopefully you hear our hearts. We're, we are in your corner. We want you to succeed. We're very transparent of what we know and what we do around here. And um, we just love doing it. I'm honored and blessed that you're spending time to listen and watch content like this because that allows me to get to do this for a living. And if I was speaking into a black hole, it wouldn't be anywhere near as fun. <laughs> but all you people out there listening and and sending us your feedback and then going on to maybe you, you, you want to have a great coach like Abe. Hey, he's on our coaching team, Jim Cockrum Coaching. The link is in the show notes. Silentgym.com has all the show notes. The Proven Amazon course is where you can go to get started to learn the replans model. It won't take a lot of time. A few hours from now, you can understand this model and be hitting it. Um, as evidenced by the dozens and dozens of success stories on this podcast and hundreds more recent success stories in our Facebook group. I don't think there's anything else like this out there on the horizon that I'm seeing in the world of e-commerce and business opportunity. So jump in and check us out if you haven't yet. Our Facebook group is free. There's a link again in the show notes. Jump in there and see what I'm talking about. But God bless you. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll have another great episode. And we'll bring back Ape again. Is, is that cool, man? Have you back again soon sometime? Get an update? Sounds, brother. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Well, God bless you guys. Talk to you again real soon. Hey, before we go, just a quick thing. I wanted to remind you that Helium 10 has become a great sponsor of this show. They've got an offer exclusive for the audience, the listeners, the business building warriors of this community. If you go to helium10.com and use the discount code SSMR, as in silent sales machine radio, you'll get the tool that's being used by over 1 million Amazon sellers at this point. They're actively tracking over... 
2 billion different products on Amazon at any given time, providing data and helping you make good decisions on what products you should and shouldn't sell, as well as an entire suite of products that help you run your entire Amazon business instead of piecing it together a little bit from here, a little bit from there. It's a great tool. Many, many coaches on our team use it, the content creators. I know that Nathan, our coaching director, swears by it as well. So we were very excited to bring them on as a sponsor. Again, Helium 10, discount code SSMR, and I'll take good care of you. Hey, God bless you, business building warrior. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.